0: From Chicago, it's the Old St. Pat's podcast series, Currents, Awakening to the Flow of Spirit in Our Lives. Today, we welcome Father Bill O'Shea. In this episode, he reflects on our world's historical milestones, specifically the ones happening over the past year, asks if God is speaking to us through them, and gives us ways to hear God's voice through the noise. All Saints Catholic Academy in Naperville opened in 2005. As one of the founding pastors of the first Catholic school opened by the Joliet Diocese in 40 years, I felt a special obligation to be physically present at All Saints, even after I retired in July, 2007. So I've continued to visit each classroom from preschool threes through eighth grade, several times a semester always with a lesson plan in hand. Sometimes I would pick the topic, but often would welcome suggestions from the teachers. All Saints, like many Catholic schools in the Joliet Diocese, has been open all year, five days a week, with students in classrooms, except for two snow days. But my participation has only been by Zoom. Just before Christmas break, I asked one of the junior high teachers for a suggestion for the new year. He replied, they've been asking about the pandemic. Perhaps you should address it. What have they been asking? I replied. So shortly he sent me four questions, which became the basis for 10 presentations in January and February. Class sizes were limited because of the school's response to the pandemic, so each grade had multiple sections this year. The four questions. Is this a message from God? If so, how can we respond? What can be said about fighting the good and faithful fight through this? Are there biblical and historical comparisons. What good questions they were. I began to draw up an outline in response, but then came January 6th. I knew I had to include that event in my response as well. This podcast is built on my lesson plan, Pandemic and Invasion. I began by saying I was going to address each question, and before I got to solutions, I would include some thoughts from Pope Francis. Is this a message from God? I told them I believe God is always speaking to us in each and every event of our lives, but some of us Are better at listening than others. I begin with Psalm 29, God's voice in the storm. The psalmist is addressing the angels, inviting them to join him in his praise of the Lord. Acknowledge to the Lord, you heavenly beings. Acknowledge to the Lord his glory and power. Remember before the Lord the glory of his name. Worship the Lord in holy attire. The voice of the Lord sounds above the waters. The God of glory thunders. The voice of the Lord is mighty. The voice of the Lord is majestic. The voice of the Lord breaks the cedars. The Lord shatters the cedars of Lebanon. I reminded them that They've seen on television, trees split in half by lightning strikes. He makes them skip like a calf. Lebanon and Syrian like a young wild ox. The voice of the Lord hews out flames of fire. The voice of the Lord makes the desert whirl sandstorms and tornadoes, I said. The Lord whirls the desert of Kadesh. The voice of the Lord whirls the Tenebriths and causes the bleating kids to be born in haste. While in his palace, everything says glory. On farms, sometimes a violent storm will lead to pregnant animals giving birth early. The Lord sits over the flood. The Lord sits as king forever. The Lord gives strength to his people The Lord blesses his people with peace. Yes, here is one who knows how to listen to God speaking in nature, but notice how, even in the violence of nature, think pandemic, he hears that there is also coming from God strength and peace for us, his people. Be not afraid. Let's turn to Exodus 3, the call to Moses. When Moses was tending the flock of his father-in-law Jethro, the priest of Midian, he led the flock to the western side of the desert and came to the mountain of God, Horeb. What does this introduction tell us? Moses was a shepherd, like many of the biblical exemplars were. Abraham, David, Jesus. Yes, for while we think of him as a carpenter, he referred to himself as the good shepherd. We say grace builds on nature. Moses' ability to tenderly lead his flock made him apt for the task of leading God's people from slavery to freedom. In 1955, when the bus boycott began in the city of Montgomery, the people there looked for a new Moses to lead them. And in Atlanta, their fire to be free was noticed by Martin Luther King Jr. And when they called, Martin, Martin, he, with some of the reluctance we will see in the first Moses himself, accepted the challenge. So when the Lord saw that Moses had turned aside to look at this burning bush, God called to him, Moses, Moses. Some people listen better than others, but sometimes they seem reluctant to accept the call. Father, Father, if it be possible for this chalice to pass from me but not my will but thine be done moses who, who who am i to go to go to pharaoh and bring bring the israelites out of egypt in reply god offers the same guarantee jesus gave to his disciples on the mountain in galilee I will be with you. And both accounts end with the revelation of the proper name for God, Moses, I am who am, Jesus, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. A more collective listening is reported in the episode of the Ten Commandments, Exodus 19. Be ready, Moses says, by the day after tomorrow. So on the third day when morning came, there was thunder and lightning. Remember Psalm 29. With a heavy cloud over the mountain and a very loud trumpet blast. So that all the people in the camp trembled. Then Moses brought the people out of the camp to meet God. And they took their stand at the foot of the mountain. Mount Sinai was completely overshadowed in smoke because the Lord had descended upon it in fire so that the people all trembled violently. So much for Sinai. But the Bible also offers a different kind of encounter with God's presence in 1 Kings 19. The prophet Elijah is told, go forth, Stand upon the mountain before the Lord. And the text continues. Now behold, the Lord was passing by. And a great and mighty wind was rending the mountain and shattering the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind came an earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake after the earthquake of fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, the sound of a gentle whisper, or as some translations say, a still small voice. So God speaks to us in big events like the pandemic. And God speaks to us through our own awareness, our consciousness, our conscience. One way or another, God is always speaking to us. Now on to history. In the 1300s, the 14th century, there was what's called the Black Death, probably the bubonic plague, Historians tell us around one third of the population of Europe died. England, France, Germany, Italy, Spain. And all of these countries at that time were Catholic. Martin Luther and Protestantism did not start until the 1500s. All that death, all that suffering, all that chaos, Caused a great crisis of faith. Where was God? What good did prayer or the Mass or sacraments do? But it was not only a crisis of faith and religion, there was a loss of confidence in rulers who were supposed to protect them, in experts or practitioners of whatever sort of medicine they had then. Europe would revive but the Renaissance was still far in the future. Around 1917, 18, 19, and 20, there was the Spanish influenza. Most people in this country did not know much about it until recently, but it was part of my family's own history. My father's brother, Joseph O'Shea, died in that pandemic. We children knew we had lost an uncle. In 1957, almost everyone in my seminary caught the Asian flu. No one died, but the entire academic semester was disrupted. And notice how we name all these all-encompassing disasters. Spanish, Asian, Chinese virus, it's, it's someone else's fault. The invasion of the capital. <clears throat> After the election, I think the situation is very similar. A crisis of faith, a loss of trust. The impeachment came from a loss of trust in the president. The invasion from loss of trust in the election and in Congress. And surrounding all of this, a loss of trust in the institutions that provide stability for a nation, for a society. Media, is it fake? Congress, medicine, why didn't they protect us? How could a vaccine produced at warp speed be genuine? Law enforcement, George Floyd, Brianna Taylor and Jeanette Young. We've seen their deaths and unfair treatment on TV. Is it a fair economy when only the rich get richer? Our Catholic church, tremendous loss of trust because of the sins of so many leaders, the Boy Scouts. Who can we trust? Now, dear podcast listeners, by the seventh or eighth time I had recited this litany, I was beginning to regret my depiction as too much to bear. But I pressed on. What about fighting the good and faithful fight? Let's start with Pope Francis. Listen to what he has to say. At a time when everything seems to disintegrate and lose consistency, it is good for us to appeal to the solidity born of the consciousness that we are responsible for the fragility of others as we strive to build a common future. Listen again, everything seems to disintegrate, so my litany is correct, but then it is good. Francis is listening to God's voice and so he will be directed to the good. And he finds it in solidity, the connectedness of all of us to each other He sees our fragility as the basis of this connection. Francis earlier asked us to see our connection to the fragility of our planet. And as we recognize human fragility, the planet's fragility, we must and will strive to build a common future. So now for you junior high students, I propose solutions. First long-term solutions, then short-term. Long-term, three words. You will not be surprised to hear them. Faith, hope, and love. You know these theological virtues are gifts to you from God. Love, of course, comes first. You have been gifted with love from the day of your birth. You had to do nothing to deserve it. You just showed up. But your parents know that burst of love they feel was a gift to them. Ask them if they were surprised by that burst of love like nothing they had ever experienced. Love is always gift. And God is the ultimate giver. Faith. Faith, Paul says, comes by hearing. I did not generate my faith. I received it from my family, my teachers, from saints and theologians long dead. And so did you. Hope. You cannot generate hope by yourself in crisis, in despair, in a pandemic. You must be surrounded by a community of hope. And you are. Short term. Well, boys and girls, I believe we have placed a tremendous An unfair burden on you. We, your elders, have failed you. For we are unable to speak to you with one voice. You ask, who should you believe? Who should you listen to? So I ask you, aware of our failures, to listen, listen for the gentle whisper, for the still, small voice, and thank you for listening to me. Thank you to Father O'Shea for being on today's episode, and thank you for listening. You've been listening to the Old St. Pat's Podcast.